You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to do number 1,000 in Israel. I don't think that's Doesn't appear happen. that way. No, no. And uh, I am saddened by that. I am troubled by that. Uh, we're talking about possibly taking people to Greece if they're already in the mood to go to a uh, on a trip uh, we're trying to work something out where maybe we could do the you know the travels of Paul through Greece um, Mina, but, Mina uh, tackle the person oh yeah Mina Mina <laughs> what a story there wow when this little four foot eight four foot eight round woman went after my father-in-law on a bus <laughs> in Greece oh Oh, oh she tore into him, and he let her have it, and the bus driver <laughs> you know, pulled the bus over, just about crashed us. She tore into him, you're not supposed to stand up on the bus, international law. He goes, don't give me international law, and boy, they got into it. So it got, got all done, cooled down. I went over to him. I said, her name was Mina. I said, Mina, Mina. Oh, she took the preacher down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, shut up, you jerk. <laughs> They they approached each other and they had they had some communication. It, yes, it wasn't did. alone. It was on a bus full of fifty people. <laughs> oh man, it was great. Oh man. Well, as promised, um, I want to tell you about a church that I heard about. I wasn't at it, but I heard about it. I, I don't know the name of the church. But somebody told me about this, and I'm I'm hoping it's a true story. I believe it is. Um, that church had resolved that if there was ever any kind of disagreement amongst anybody in the church, that they would not start the service until those two people went out in the hallway, the foyer or foyer, and worked it out with the pastor. The pastor would, would just sit and listen. And once they got it agreed, then the church service would begin. And I guess that did happen a few times where people, you know, the, the pastor would hear about people being in disagreement or they were fighting or whatever. And he would say, you and you in the foyer, we're going to discuss this right now and deal with it. And they would. And sometimes the service was delayed a while. And then they would go in and have service. He said, I am not going to try and have service when the spirit is not right. And I thought, if that's if that's the way it was, that is a bold that is a bold way to handle things. Yes, uh, that'd it be is. a very difficult way to handle things. Because what happens if they get going at it and fight and they walk out of the church and what yeah, do you do that? One of them storms out, you know. Right. So apparently from what I the story I got was that it worked very well. Number one, people knew we better get it settled before church because we're gonna hold the whole church up if we don't. And then uh, if they did, they they wanted to get it resolved because they knew the church was waiting on them. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to try that or not, but uh, it's something I heard anyways, and uh, that might be a way to go about it. But the Bible tells us where to go alone. Where to go alone? If yes. if we go alone and they don't hear us, in Matthew eighteen sixteen it says, "But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one 
or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And I want to say that the reason that you go, first of all, by yourself is restoration. The Amen. reason you That's go... always the goal of everything. Always, always. Yeah. And people don't get that. It's not to go and say, you were wrong and we were right. No. It's to restore right fellowship. It's you're going to help a person. And I just talked to a pastor who had to go some, through some very difficult uh, stuff with a church member. Um, church member, a uh, young person had gotten pregnant, and they were almost flaunting it. And the, the pastor wanted to make it right, and they did not want to. <clears throat> and it got very difficult, very difficult. And so he said to me, and I thought this was awesome, he goes, I want our church to help. I want to help that person. I'm not condemning them. I don't want to crucify them. I want to help them. I want to, them, I want to help them walk right with the Lord. And I thought, that's it. So you take, those, you take those other witnesses so that those other people can hear what both have to say. And then those two people, that one or two people, then say, okay, here's who's right and here's who's wrong. You need to make it right to this person. That's the reason you go. <clears throat> and they go to say to the person that's wrong, we want to help you get right. We love you. We want to restore you. We want to make this uh, a workable situation. That's why you go with those witnesses. Yeah, and that they're able to give a testimony to the church. And there again, it's a evil heart of surmising to say, yeah, you just want to kick me out. No, mm -hmm. it, you want to be right, but there needs to be a right spirit within the body. And so that's what the Lord wants above all, is that there is holiness and there's unity in the spirit and among the things of God as far as the, the scriptures. And so that that's, that is the prime objective that the Lord wants in his church. And so that's the goal. And some people have that idea of even the one who want to take a witness, hey, come with me and we're going to catch this guy so we can get mad at him publicly. And right. we, we're going to look good. It, it's, it's not that. It's the idea of gaining your brother. You want to get this resolved because if we have wronged somebody, we are to ask forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're the one who are wrong, and so many times the, the person, if they do go and talk to them, they are made to look like they want to make an issue and what's your right. problem? Right. You know, you should just, you know, turn the other cheek. But that's not what the Bible says in this situation, because what the Bible says in that situation is talking basically about being persecuted for the Lord. Right. Let me let me ask you a question, hypothetical, and the answer is going to vary, but give me a rough idea. From the time a person comes to visit your church, the first time they come and visit, to the time that they come and actually join, maybe they, they have to get saved, baptized, maybe they come from another church, but they, they need to get situated. How long from that first visit till the time that you say they actually are a part of the church, you feel comfortable about that, you feel confident in that, how much time would you say that normally takes? Well, there's a lot of people that it takes them 
three and four months from their first visit to even join. Right. And then uh, some people, they when they join, they want to jump right in. You know, some people yep. move in the area and they're looking for a church. They go, praise God, this is, and they jump in and they want to get fully involved. And we sort of break them in and let them get involved in levels because right. we need to learn and have confidence about each other right. first, you know, whenever you don't know somebody. But you're talking mm-hmm. months. You know, there's some yeah. people that have attended our church for maybe four or five years and they're not a member. Right. But they know what it, the responsibilities or they know what the, you know, there's a little bit of a disagreement of doctrine and they don't want to, they love coming but they don't quite agree on a particular doctrine, and they're right. trying to trying to have an honest, uh, you know, they don't want to be fake in, in joining a place. So, yeah, it, it's always different. You're right. Right. And I would say, of my experience, I would say about a year. I'd say, you know, the first time they come, till I really feel settled, they're here, they're in, they're with us, they want to move ahead, about a year. I say all that to say this. When you think that your preacher just wants to get you out of the church or a preacher wants to kick people out of the church, we work way too oh hard my goodness, yes. to just have people come and go. You yes. don't want to see people leave the church. Now, there are times when people need to. There's, there are times when they are not agreeable. They want to cause problems. That's few and far between. You want people to come, and you're not looking for reasons to kick people out. You're looking for reasons to get people in Amen. and get them established. And so lose that attitude that, you know, everybody's out to get me. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm just going to eat worms and die. Get rid of that in your life and find out that your preacher loves you and wants to help you. When your kids are bad, you don't kick them out of the family. You don't say to your six-year-old, you're, I can't work with you. You're out of here. Hit the streets, bub. You don't do that. You don't, do, you don't want to do that with your teenager. You don't want to do it with your adult kids. Why, why would a pastor or even another good church member want to just see people leave the church? We work too hard to get them. So know that when people come, it's because they're trying to keep you staying there, not getting you out of there. Amen. There's also a misconception that uh, if if there's a confrontation, that it means that both parties are not spiritual, you know. And so sometimes people will they'll let something go that maybe they should have addressed because they're a little bit concerned, thinking, well, you know, I I don't want to be looked at as a troublemaker or, uh, but. Which reminds me, anyway, of Acts 15. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyrene, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. So here's two, probably what we would say, almost the epitome of Christians in the New Testament. And uh, they had a sharp contention 
and decided to divide asunder. You know, so there's a tearing, there's a ripping, mm-hmm. there's a shredding of that uh, spiritual fabric. And so it's it's not as important to go into, well, who was right and who was wrong, but, you know, just the idea that what a shame that the contention between them became so sharp. And yeah. so, you know, sometimes it is going to, this is a different situation. One did not wrong the other, but, uh, you know, it is, you, we can't think, if you're, you're obeying the Bible, you can't think, well, I just shouldn't obey the Bible and I will just not say anything, because that can cause problems too. Yeah, and and know this, Paul, who is probably the Christian of Christians in the New Testament, for, you know, writing, preaching, imprisoned, all that, we look at and hold him up, Paul was a little hard to get along with. He, he had a falling out with some guys, and... Um, he was very strong, I'm sure, in his opinion. And you're going to have people in your church, you're going to have people in your life who are very strong. They're very strong-willed. They're very strong-minded. And they can sometimes be difficult to work with. But you can work with them. I mean, obviously, God used Paul and and established churches and brought up young preachers and you know missionary endeavors. But sometimes, sometimes it takes that kind of gruff, you know, hard-nosed, determined person to do those kind of things. And when you meet those people, you've just got to learn how to work with them. And I think Paul was the kind of guy that if you went to him and said, hey, you're wrong, Paul, Paul would be the kind of guy to say, you're right, and I'm going to make that right. But if he had a thought, if he had an opinion, he was going to stand up for it, he was going to hold to it. And that's that's going to play out in your life sometimes as well. You know, you talk about Paul, and that's exactly what he did with Peter. Whenever um, the Gentiles went back to Jerusalem, the Gentile Christians and the Jewish Christians were meeting, and Peter, who normally would eat with the Gentile Christians when he was with the other Jews, he sat at the Jewish table and snubbed the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And Paul went to him, and in our, you know, terminology, he had it out with them. And I think that, you know, Peter saw, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, and I think they they had to have James intervene, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he had to take a witness. And James said, "Okay, as the pastor of the church, I'm going to settle it," and he did. And that and that takes me to our next point that I think we'll deal with on Friday is once you've gone to that person alone and they don't accept you, and you take a couple of witnesses and they don't accept you. In Matthew 18, 17 says, "And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church." But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto these as a heathen man and a publican. And so that's the next step. And that's that's a tough, tough step. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get to that point very often in these situations. Most people will bail. They'll they'll leave the church or they, you know, will you know, go to another church or whatever uh, before it gets to that point. Yeah, I got but, some comments about that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a look at that on Friday. Let's let's leave that for that whole um, time on Friday. So who are the best people, do you think, to take with you when you need to approach someone? Um, you know, you, you've talked to them, they haven't listened. Who do I take with me as a witness? I think you take somebody who is spiritual. You know Absolutely. that they know the Bible, and I would, if it was me personally, I would not take one of my friends. Right. 
because right. I would want to try to take a uh, a, a middle person, a person Unbiased, who is there. You go. No, no partisanship, no bias. Uh, just uh, somebody who's going to look and weigh the situation out, and regardless who is wrong or more wrong or less wrong, talk to both parties and. This is what you. This is what we think you ought to do. And and by the way, you over here don't think that you're without fault either. Yeah. Do you think it wise to take somebody maybe from another church? No, no. I think you want to keep it in church. If you can't do it within, within your own church, then you got a bad church. Right. Right. You I know, just throw I mean, them out there. Yeah. Yeah. Be, because I mean, normally what m- many churches would you know highly esteem their deacons because right. they're they're respected enough to be uh, put in that position but it doesn't have to be but but I would definitely take somebody who knows the word and is a person of peace a person who loves peace right let me for those listening that maybe have never had to do this or you know would have to do this when you when you then say, I've got to go back and take some witnesses, do you call that person? Do you meet with that person? Um, what are you doing to let that person know I'm coming and I'm bringing some people with me? How would you best handle that? Um, I, I think that you'd let the witnesses call and make the appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, here's, here's we were approached by Brother So-and-so, and uh, he really wants to try to get this settled, and we, you know, evidently, we were told that it was not settled. Now, if it's settled from your your position, I don't know, but uh, we would like to, you know, meet with you and just try to resolve this so we've got peace and harmony in the church. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good advice. I um, I'm trying to think of how many times I've had to have something like this happen. Not very often, to be honest. Um, I, I've been very fortunate that way in my ministry, but yeah, um. I'm trying to think of how we did that. I, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think they would just, they, sometimes it worked different ways. Sometimes the person that was upset would call and say, hey, could I just bring a couple more people so we can resolve this? Sometimes people said no. Sometimes they said yes. Um, sometimes I would intervene at that point and say, as pastor, I want you to have this meeting. I, w- I want you to come to my office and you guys can have the room and deal with this um but yeah that's 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 a tricky one because when you call someone and say hey uh three of us want to come over again immediately that person feels ganged up on they're going to feel defensive um, well you make an appointment because right. you know they may have they may want time to think about it and sort mm-hmm. of get their arguments in a row and you know everything else and and sometimes right. they don't want their family involved now if they're if they're right. a good person they don't want their family to hear this you know, right. if they've been unwise, their family knows all about it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and I've found that sometimes people say, well, if you're bringing two people, I want to bring two people. Yeah, I say, sorry, that's not yeah. the Bible way. That's not the Bible we're, way. We're not taking anybody's side. We right. just we just want to listen. You know, we want this resolved. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a debate. We're, mm-hmm. we're wanting to, to make this right. Right. Uh, one time that there were there was a situation where a person had left our church and they 
supposedly, you know, it had come to the deacon's attention, not mine, but it came to the deacon's attention that uh, they left, you know, the person said they left over the sin of the, the sins of the pastor. Right. And so, you know, the deacons were pretty upset about it. And so they went and talked to that individual, you know, two or three of them, um, you know, because they felt like, you know, that's a strong accusation. And the mm-hmm. Bible says against an elder receive not a, an accusation except it be with two or three witnesses. And so they they resolved that thing uh, themselves. And, and there was a good ending and a good resolution and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, when you do it the Bible way and, and both parties are praying that it gets done right. You know, it usually usually gets done well, but whenever one person, you know, the Lord wouldn't have put that in the Bible, if, <laughs> but for the fact of Him knowing our hearts, yes. and yes. it's you know we get we get hard, we get cold, and then ultimately, if you're not going to if you're not going to recognize that you're wrong, the Lord would prefer the wrong to stay out of the church mm-hmm. because he wants the church to have sure. harmony and mm-hmm. allow the peace of the Holy Spirit to grow and and help those believers. And in addition, whenever you're that wrong that you can't see that you're wrong and everybody else has said, no, we agree, you're wrong, and you're so prideful and you're still fighting against God's authority, mm-hmm. which would be the church and the scriptures, then you know then you wind up deserving to be treated as heathen and publican yeah here's my last question and we'll close out how many how many times did those types of circumstances ever make it to the church in your ministry how many times have you had to go to the church and say okay this is the third step we got to deal with this in 21 years we had we've had two people placed under church discipline and neither one of them were for situations where they couldn't resolve a wrong. Right, right. And I would say in the 30 years of my ministry as pastor, we had one. We had one. So, uh, like I said, most times those situations, when you get to that second meeting and they call and say, hey, I'd like to bring one of the deacons over or a couple of the deacons just to hear each side and determine what's going on, most people at that point are like, nah, I'm leaving. I'm out. And they don't want to deal with it any further. So that's that was my experience. So that's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah, and we can look at that when Friday. Yeah, we will. We will. And uh, so awaiting uh, Friday, I'm Al Stone, and uh, I'm home now for the rest of the year. I'm done my meetings for the year, Brother Wolven. Oh, because yeah. you're coming back from South Carolina. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm home from South Carolina. So yeah, that was my last meeting of the year, and I'll tell you, I'm going to sleep in for about three weeks. Um, we'll do Tim talks in the evening cause I'll be sleeping. Um, I'm going to hold my grandkids for three weeks straight, not let them go. Amen. For, there you go. Di- diaper change. Then they go to their mother. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, my little girl, Allison and uh, Kayla are singing, uh, at our church for, uh, this month. So I'm going to hear them sing and that's it's gonna be awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 So great. Thanks. Great. Thanks. So I'm Al Stone and I want to thank you for being with us uh, today and uh, Monday as well. And look forward to being with you on Friday. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating review and subscribe. Uh, anyway, you listen to your podcast.
Yeah, this is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Friday, and we look forward to having you with us. Uh, send in some more topic ideas. We're looking for those. And uh, I've asked a number of people. I say, hey, listen to Tim Talks and send me some ideas. And some of you haven't done that yet. Please send some in. We'd love to have them. We want the pulse of the people here on Tim Talks. We'll see you Friday. We hope you have a great day today and tomorrow. And then Friday, we're back with you. Have a great day. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.